Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Chester Elton. How are you, Chester? I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for inviting me to be a part of your show. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, I uh, I, I, I look forward to to meeting new people and and learning uh, what they're doing and how they're serving others. So it's, it's great to meet you as well. Thank you. So Chester, if you don't mind, can you share what you do uh, with everyone? Sure. Um, for the last uh, 22 years, my uh, business partner and I, Adrian Kostek, we uh, study workplace culture, leadership, teams, and so on. We've, uh, we've published 14 books together. We've sold 1.5 million copies. We've had five New York Times bestsellers, seven Wall Street Journal bestsellers, and our, our books are in 30 languages. So from that writing and research, uh, we speak at conferences uh, all over the world. In fact, we were doing a, a total the other day. I think we've spoken in 47 different countries uh, over the years. Um, we have a, a burgeoning uh, executive coaching practice that we enjoy very much. And we, uh, we do workshops and training as well. So it's been great fun. Um, for those of you that are uh, entrepreneurs, uh, super entrepreneurs, I might say, and are um, looking for some good mind food, we have a wonderful uh, newsletter on LinkedIn called The Gratitude Journal. Uh, we publish it twice a month. Uh, we just uh, passed over 250,000 subscribers. So good stuff there on how to lead with gratitude and how to deal with anxiety in the workplace, which are our last two books, uh, Leading with Gratitude and Anxiety at Work, that we published with uh, Harper Business. Um, I live in Summit, New Jersey. I'm a diehard uh, New Jersey Devils fan, a proud father of four amazing children and three great, uh, three wonderful grandchildren. So I, I think that covers it. Did I anything well, else no, you want to know, uh, Shahid? <laughs> no, no, that's great. That's a good good starter right there. Um, you know, I have to be honest. That's uh, you're breaking a record on this show. I don't think uh, we had that many bestseller um, from one couple people at the uh, at once, right? So. Yeah. yeah, we've been we've been uh, we've worked very hard, and it's been very rewarding. You always always enjoy writing, or is that something you're you're passionate about, or is it how do you go about starting into you know publishing books? Well, to be fair, Adrian is the writer, so we we collaborate. We have the ideas. We work together. We do the research. We do the interviews. You know, it's it's always interesting to me, Shahid, that uh, when you see a book and there's like five. Uh, co-authors, right? There's one writer. There's always, well, there's one person that does the writing because you can't have five voices in your head. So we, we enjoy the process, right? Exactly. And uh, we enjoy the process very much. It's It's been a, a great experience. And of course, as you publish each book, you, you learn a little more. We've had several different publishers. We started with a very small publisher in Utah, and then we went to um, bigger and bigger and bigger, and, and we're delighted to be with Harper Business. They're a, a wonderful publisher and imprint. No, that's great, Chester. Um, you know, uh, one of my favorite topics is gratitude, and I'm glad that you 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 have that uh, that newsletter on LinkedIn. Uh, definitely, uh, we'll include that in the in the show notes. Uh, if you don't mind uh, emailing us the the link as well, I don't know if you did already. And we'll, oh, we'll make sure to include to do it in the show notes. 
Yeah, and and if you just follow me on LinkedIn, you'll you'll uh, you'll get all the good stuff as well. But we'll be sure to send you the link. Yeah, just wanted for sure. I'll, I'll follow you for sure, and I just want to add it to make it easier for the listeners to connect. You got um, it. So, were you always a grateful person? Uh, you know, <laughs> great question. Actually, I um, I grew up in a very happy household. My uh, my mother and father were wonderful examples of of kindness and and service and, and gratitude, and uh, so I really grew up in in a in an atmosphere where we were a, a very spiritual family as well. Our, our family was very much about faith and service. Uh, and so I'm, I don't know that anybody is always grateful. <laughs> you know, I think I probably had a bigger dose than, than many. You know, we all go through those phases where we're kind of a little too self-centered and a little uh, egotistical. Uh, overall though, I'd, I'd say, yeah, I've, 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 I've been in, in families and associations and, and congregations that have been very grateful and very supportive. So what, what are your pointers on living a life with gratitude? Well, you know, it's interesting. Adrian and I obviously are business writers. We, we have a database of over a million engagement surveys that we draw inferences from. We've done obviously numerous, numerous interviews and case studies for, for our books. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that while if you look at the data and you look at the, the tactics and the strategies that we publish around leading with gratitude, it, it will make you a better leader and it will make your, your company and your, and your effort more productive. What we really like about it is the ripple effect that it, it ripples into people's personal lives and their communities, into their families. So we, we break it down uh, quite simply as, are you seeing what's going on? So are you attuned to the positive things in the workplace? And then how do you express that? You know, it's not just saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, we have a saying that, you know, general praise has no impact on people. You need to be very specific. Well, what is it that I did so that I can replicate? that behavior. And so we have four strategies on, on how to make sure you're seeing what's going on and then four strategies on, on how to express that. And one of my favorites, um, in fact, we're doing a webinar uh, tomorrow on, is, is assume positive intent. You know, I think leaders that uh, assume positive intent are leaders that are much more approachable. They're much more grateful. They're more about solving problems than they are about uh, assigning blame. And I, I, I love that just mantra for life. Uh, you know, API, a dear friend of mine, Scott O'Neill, taught me that principle years ago. And uh, he actually has it uh, as you go out the back door of his house, which is the entrance to the kitchen and where you take your kids to school. I mean, it's the thoroughfare. He literally um, put a cement block with API etched in stone above the, above the door to remind his family and himself and everyone that leaves to... You know, uh, people are going to make mistakes. Uh, very few people get up in the morning and decide they want to mess up at work or that they want to make a mistake. They're, they're working hard and, and they're going to make mistakes. And you know what? I'd, I'd rather you work hard and make a mistake and fix that than have you uh, hold back and, and for the fear of making a mistake and do nothing, right? So I, I love that principle of leading with gratitude is assume positive intent about people that uh, Hubert Jolie, who's become a good friend of ours, he was the guy that saved Best Buy. He's now a professor at, at Harvard. And he said, look, I may be the most naive leader on the planet. I just assume people come to work wanting to do a good job. <laughs> you know, let's start with that. And then as, as the day moves on and things happen, let's solve the problems and, and get to that good place. Is, is, is that helpful? 
Yeah, of course. You know, like um, I was um, throughout my journey, I don't believe I was um, a grateful entrepreneur, um, meaning I was so confined and so busy with with, uh, day-to-day tasks that I didn't I never even, my mind never even went towards that. Like I was grateful, right? I, you know, my parents and all that kind of stuff. I knew it, but not that deep down feeling of, of gratefulness. I call it like habitual gratefulness, right? Like when you're just, just like you said, leading from it. Um, and I noticed that, you know, relationships, like you mentioned, you know, working with other people, um, the decisions uh, the daily steps that you take and seeing the good in others, right? All that amplifies when you're feeling habitually grateful. Yeah, I think a lot of it, you know, I, I'm a big fan of rituals and discipline. You know, how do you start your day? How do you end your day? Uh, what, what are some of the things you're doing during the day to keep you in that uh, state of, of gratitude? You know, our, our, the book we wrote, right after leading with gratitude is called anxiety at work. You know, mental health is a huge issue in the workplace. The pandemic really amplified all of those uh, issues. And our eighth strategy there is to use gratitude. You can't be in a state of anxiety and a state of gratitude at the same time. So so what are the rituals? What are the things you do? I, I love starting uh, the day with a gratitude mantra. And it's, and it's very simple. You know, before my feet touch the ground, I say, hey, be kind, be grateful, and be of service. And I think if you can be kind and grateful and of service, you're going to have a good day. <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll spend more time thinking about others than you will about thinking about yourself. And that's generally a good place to be. And then, you know, I have a, a, a fun ritual. I, I, I carry these little gratitude stones with me in my pocket. And as I see people that are, you know, doing a good job or trying real hard, I, I stop them and say, hey, just a little token of gratitude. And I hope it brings you good luck. And it's a stone because... When you throw a stone in a pond, the water ripples, and, and, and that's the ripple effect of gratitude that I enjoy seeing and, uh, and, and being a part of very much. And then how do you end your day? You know, my wife and I have a wonderful tradition. We say, what are your three? Uh, tell me three things you're grateful for. And it's a lovely way to just kind of recap your day and think back. And, you know, some days are long. You know, I remember last night we were talking about it, and I said, well, it's kind of a long day. You know, it was near midnight before, you know, we have the grandkids over and putting them down and all that stuff that goes with that. And I was thinking about my day. I thought, oh, I had a breakfast with a a new friend this morning. It it seemed like it was a week ago, (laughs) you know. And it's nice to just reflect and say, yeah, I did. I had a nice breakfast. I met a new friend. You know, we did a little coaching. I hope it made a difference and you kind of go through your day. And, and so and I'm a big fan of those as well as the last one. And I know I'm the gratitude guy. So you might think I have, you know, several, and that is um, a gratitude journal. You know, we've got a little WhatsApp uh, chain with some friends and we just pop in and you put down five or seven things you're grateful for. And then you read the other people's gratitude um, challenges or, or what they're grateful for. And it's, it just, it just buoys you up. So Yeah, it's a discipline like anything else. You know, you have to decide you want to do it and then you, you know, figure out ways to make it part of your daily routine. Make sure you do it, right? You just, you know, uncompromising commitment. Um, But the beautiful part is that you also, um, I'm not sure if you agree, but you become highly productive, right? Well, you know, you hold yourself accountable, Right. And it's always wonderful to have a partner in crime. You know, someone, for example, my wife, at the end of the day, what are your three? I mean, 
we look forward to that, right? And if one of us forgets, the other one won't. Um, with our, our gratitude chain on, on WhatsApp, you know, it's, oh, yeah, because it pops up, right? Hey, so-and-so uh, put their list of, and it reminds you that, oh, I need to do my, my, my list for today. So, you know, that's that ripple effect of, of gratitude that I find so, so engaging and, and, and yeah. just so lovely. Yeah, it is. It is, Chester. Um, where did you get the rocks from? Can you share? Uh, yeah. I always joke. I said, well, you know, you, they're river stones. So if you collect up a bunch of river stones and you get a polisher and then you get a little stencil, you can engrave gratitude on it. Then, you, you know, you overlay it with like a, a gold leaf or, or um, you know, whatever you want to put in there is one way to do it. The other way is if you go on Amazon in three clicks, they'll send you a box of a hundred of them. So <laughs> that's the easier oh, nice. way to do it. <laughs> so oh, yeah, wow. just, just type in on Amazon, you know, gratitude stones and it'll pop up and you can buy a dozen or I buy them by the hundreds. So I buy, buy a big box of a hundred stones and, and it lasts me that's a couple great. of months. Yeah. Awesome. And they're not expensive. <laughs> they're a couple of dollars each, but yeah, no, it's, and, it and it's just a, and I'll tell you what's really fun, Shahid, is the, the reaction people have when you gift them that stone. And they, you know, a friend of mine, he said, yeah, I, I, I love that stone. It was my, it was, he used it as a worry stone. You know, he'd pull it and he'd rub it and they would calm him down a little bit. And he said to me, he said, you know, I lost it. He says, how do I get another one? I gave him the link. He says, I've ordered a hundred. I'll never be without a gratitude stone. So, uh, so just fun. You know, I have fun with it. Yeah, no, for sure. I believe there's a story behind that too, right? A stone and gratitude. Have you heard something like that? Or I'm, I'm, I'm sure there is. I, yeah, my I gratitude remember. story is give them away. Um, there yeah. is a wonderful old uh, First Nations um, fable about the um, you know walking with a, a stone in your shoe, and the, and the young young brave is is cursing the stone for causing him so so much discomfort. And the, the tribal elder says, why are you cursing the stone? The stone is just being a stone. <laughs> you know, that it's yeah. in your shoe is, is you can always remove the stone. Don't curse the stone. The yeah. stone is just being a stone. It's just you know? being a stone. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't, get, don't get mad at somebody be, for being who they are. That, that's who yeah. they are, you know? Yeah, it's like, you know, when someone does something and when you when you tend to look for the wrong um, you know, it's just being human, right? So it's, it comes to the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, be people kind. make mistakes. Yeah. Be <laughs> yeah. Um, and what are your thoughts on you know uh, any tips on looking for the good in situations? You know that that really helps with being grateful because you know sometimes you come across people that might uh, rub you the wrong way. Um, do you have any tips on that? Yeah, I know. We, we um, have a great story about a, a leader that we adore uh, down in Dallas, Texas. He, he runs the Avis Budget Rental Car um, business down there. And uh, he looks for small wins. It was another one of our, are you seeing what's going on? And um, initially in his career, he was the kind of manager that was quick to point out what was going wrong. They called him a seagull manager, you know, fly in, crap all over everything and fly away. <laughs> you know, uh, not a great brand. Um and uh, so to remind himself to look for the small wins, he would put uh, 10 coins in his left pocket. And he would set a goal to have 10 positive interactions. You know, hey, I really like the way you interact with that customer boy. You know, whenever I come to your location, the, the cars are always spotless. I, I can't tell you much. I appreciate that. And the way he keeps track is he moves a coin from his left pocket to his right pocket. And, and again, very intentional, very disciplined. 
And and so that when things do go wrong and he's got to pull somebody aside and coach him up and say, by the way, we don't we don't yell at our customers, you know, whatever the issue might be. Um, people are open to his coaching because he's built up this reservoir of goodwill. And so, you know, that uh, is, I think, a wonderful practice to, to see what's going on and appreciate all the little things that are going right that build momentum to a good day and a profitable day and 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 happy and satisfied and loyal customers. So that's a, that's a wonderful story, I think, about, you know, be intentional, look, look for stuff, you know, and uh, and that ritual of having 10 coins in your pocket. He has pennies because he's an American. Europe and Canada, they have to be nickels. You know, there's the, there are no more pennies, right? No. Yeah, no, that's great. That is a good story. Um, for anxiety right at the workplace, would you be able to share um, your top strategy or one of the strategies that you're um, able to share with, with everyone sure. that they can oh, do we, at Workplace to. To, to help with anxiety? Yeah. In fact, we have a podcast called Anxiety at Work. You can you know search it anywhere you, know, you find your podcast. Uh, we're closing in on 100 episodes, so we're very proud of that. Um, the number one cause of anxiety in the workplace is uncertainty which, you know, through the pandemic was heightened to <laughs> stratospheric levels. And, and so the, the strategy there is over-communicate. You know, even if you don't know, communicate. If it, when there's a void in communication from leaders, you know, supervisors or within the team, voids get filled, right? That's nature, right? And they get, when there's no communication, it gets filled with rumor, innuendo, and fear. Well, the way that you mitigate that is you say, okay, here, here's, here's where we're going. Here's how we're going to get there. Here's what I know. And what I don't know, I don't know. And I'll tell you when I can tell you. Employees are looking for answers to basically four basic questions is how is the company doing, right? Is it safe here, right? Where are we going? So what's the strategy moving forward? How am I doing? Like what's my performance? Am I performing well? And do I have a future here? So if you answer those four questions on a regular basis for your team, uncertainty goes way down. You know, I can breathe. Hey, the company's doing great. We're, uh, you know, opening a new, um, you know, store in, in Kelowna. Um, you know, um, I, my performance is appreciated and there's an opportunity for me to move up in the organization and do interesting things. Well, if I know the answer to those four questions, um, my anxiety is going to go, going to go way down. So. You know, we, we start with, it's the number one cause of anxiety. So how do you address that? Over-communicate. Town hall meetings, one-on-ones, you know, um, newsletters, whatever you do in your, in your organization to communicate and make sure you're doing it on a regular basis. Hmm. So that's on the, on the corporate side. What about the actual staff, right? Like the employee side of anxiety. Um, any recommendations there, like individual base? Oh, absolutely. You know, make sure that you've got an ally at work where uh, a lot of research shows that when you've got particularly uh, younger employees or new employees, you pair them up with a more seasoned employee, somebody that's just been there longer so that they've got a, a guide in, in the workplace, people they can ask questions to. Um, make sure that, you know, here's how we get things done. I don't know how you did it at your previous company, but here are the gatekeepers, here's the, here are the rituals and, and, and so on. So having an ally at work, is, is very, very helpful and, and highly recommended. You know, it's interesting. We came across a, a wonderful study uh, about firefighters. They did a study and they wanted to look at different firehouses and, and why are some more responsive and, 
and save more lives and so on. And so they looked for what are the attributes of a great firehouse. And one of the key things is that they ate together. So when they came into a firehouse, if they, if they had breakfast together, if they had lunch together, if they ate together, that was a good sign that there was cohesion, that they liked each other. If they showed up at a firehouse and everybody went to their corners to eat their food, it was, it was, a, it was a sign that things aren't going well. So again, you know, create some social networks at work, whether it's, you know, you're bringing in donuts and coffee or, or you're, you're having a team lunch uh, on a regular basis, or you go for a walk. And in and, and many cases, uh, to not talk about work, you know, how's the family doing? I understand your, your mom had a fall or whatever. Your son was on the, you know, the provincial championship peewee hockey team, you know. I mean, get to know people. And that, that is another strategy to um, reduce anxiety is, do you know each other's stories? You know, how did you get here? You know, what do you want to accomplish while you're here? What, what do you want to, where do you want to be in two or three years from now? You know, as, as you well know, the, the workplace is so diverse now. You know, you've got different languages, you've got different traditions, you've got different food, you know, um, and so on. So if once you know someone's story, I think that really helps to, to reduce anxiety. And, and, you know, we've all felt like the other. You know, I mean, if, if you've been in junior high school at a dance, <laughs> you know, you get like, is any, you know, anybody going to ask me to dance? Or if I ask somebody to dance, will they reject me? You know, and, and often in the workplace, you know, you might be the only Muslim on the team. And, and where do I pray five times a day? You may be the only woman on the team. You may be the only, you know, employee of, 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 of color, the only one on the team where English is your second language or the only one on the team that doesn't speak French, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. So, you know, understanding the stories and being very sensitive to that, uh, teaming them up with, with allies and creating that cohesion are all good strategies to reduce anxiety because I feel like I belong. You know my story. You know who I am. I've got a friend at work. I've got a guide. You know, I look forward to coming to work. Yeah, no, that's excellent. That's a really good point, you know. Um, having that ally makes a huge difference. I just think back to when I was in the corporate world for the uh, first few weeks. I was just, you know, so what am I doing this right? Am I doing? Am I going to the right place? So having that guide or having that, you know, person that 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 guides you uh, through that journey, especially in the beginning, could make a world of difference, especially for anxiety, right? Yeah, Who, who's your Obi Wan Kenobi? You know, who's your Yoda <laughs> that you yeah. can go to? Yeah, uh, yeah. Who's your Yoda? And simple things. Yeah, 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 yeah. All very so we helpful. like to course, ask our guest here. Sorry. Sure. Well, I was going to say, yeah. and then you know, the last strategy is always gratitude. You know, it's it's yes. it's, it's interesting. You know, we've been studying, you know, what we called an all-in culture. You know, uh, it starts with culture. Do I believe? Uh, do I believe what I do matters? And do I make a difference? And when I make a difference, is it celebrated, right? So y you start with culture. What's fascinating is the common thread through all of those high-performance cultures, teams, leaders, and so on, is gratitude, which, which we found fascinating. Yeah. You know, when I, when I feel valued at work, uh, things go well. And when I have a leader that leads with that they care about me, that I'm valued, things go better. So that's uh, our, our biggest discovery over 20 years is you can do a lot of things well. Don't forget the gratitude, right? Don't forget the gratitude. <laughs> what are your thoughts about, um, I was going to say preaching or, you know, uh, having 
um, open discussion about in a corporate environment about self-awareness, helping individuals become more self-aware. Could that help? Yeah, well, with I, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah. I think that's always a good thing. And reflection is a, is a great way to model that. You know, as a leader, your project is finished. What's the debrief? Um, and it's kind of interesting when you model that as a team and say, okay, here's let's do a debrief. Let's reflect. What did we do well? What could we have done better? Uh, what can we avoid next time? You know, um, and when. I mean, you said preach. I mean, uh, uh, preach and teach to me are, are synonymous, right? So if you're teaching that, and then and then encourage it with your employees when when you have your check-ins, say, hey, let's let's just do a quick um, reflection on the last month. You know, what what were some of the things that you really enjoyed doing? You know, and why? What were some of the things that didn't bring you uh, satisfaction in the workplace, and and why? And how can we build on 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 that going forward? So. I think that creates a lot of self-awareness. And as a leader, you know, you're a teacher, you're a coach. And that's your job is to coach them up and say, you know, one of the reasons this project didn't go as well as it, it could have is um, you took on too much. You know, you, you, you didn't uh, delegate. Your team didn't feel like they were included. And it was all on you and it was too much. And that's why you missed the deadline. So let's, let's work on, on your delegation. Let's work on including the team a little more and, and how we can do that. So. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of self-awareness and, and delegation and reflection, I think, is a, a great way to do that. That's great, Chester. Um, we like to ask our guest here what their innermost superpower is that got them to this point in their life. <laughs> What's my innermost uh, superpower? Um, you know, interesting question. I, um, I, th I think my superpower is uh, friendship. You know, we developed a really fun little um, assessment called What Motivates Me. And there's, we, we, through lots of vetting and lots of trials, we, we found that there were 23 key motivators in the workplace. And then they, they were divided up into identities, right? And um, friendship always rises almost. If it's not at the top, it's in my top three. And, um, you know, uh, friendships and, and relationships are really important to me. I've been blessed with a wonderful family, and I have four older brothers that are my best friends. Um, and so, uh, developing deep and meaningful relationships has been a yeah. Uh, I agree I guess with that. That, one. that would be my superpower. <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent one. Uh, relationships uh, weren't for me in the past. Actually, I you know I I, I wasn't really fond of of meeting new people. Um, it it made me feel uncomfortable, but now it's. Uh, I, I, I just love it. I love building relationship. Yeah. And uh, I like the way you said it, like friendship, you know, like that's uh, the next level um, of relationship. Yeah, and, so. and, and by the way, Shahid, it's not without peril. You know, I've given my friendship to, um, to people that have not returned it in kind. And it's been very yeah. traumatic. <laughs> the thing is, it's like the old saying, it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. You know, I've, 99 times out of 100, those friendships are going to be positive and affirming and supportive. There's always yeah. going to be one or two that yeah. leave a few scars, but, you know, that's what makes our lives interesting, right? And, you know, the the funny thing is those people that we have that kind of interaction with, they may have a very solid relationship with someone else. It just sure. doesn't mean that they're a bad person, you know. It just means that it just didn't connect with you, whatever they did. But they're 
creating a really good relationship with someone else, for example, right? So um, it's just, you know, when you have that uh, bad egg, if you want to call it, you just move on, right? You don't, it doesn't phase you. You shouldn't let it phase you. Sure. Well, this has been a lovely discussion. Thank you, Shahid, for inviting yeah, me on the show. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was nice meeting you. You gave some really good information here to, uh, to our audience. If you have any final words, that'll be great. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I'd love you to buy our books, Leading with Gratitude and Anxiety at Work, and that you can find them online, Indigo, Amazon, wherever fine books are sold. Uh, they're available in audiobooks as well. I've become a big fan of Audible uh, on Amazon. Um, Follow us on LinkedIn. Our gratitude journal is, is a wonderful uh, free service, and we, we're really gratified that we have so many followers there. You know, just in conclusion, I would say, look, um, as you learn to lead with gratitude in business, uh, don't, don't forget to take it home. You know, what was really gratifying the last chapter uh, in our book, Leading with Gratitude, and we weren't sure that our publisher was going to publish it, actually, is take it home. You know, the practices of looking for small wins and, and, and making sure that people know that you're paying attention and that you celebrate. One of our leaders, uh, Dave Kirpin, shared a wonderful family tradition at dinner. Uh, everybody has to answer three questions. And the three questions are, what was the best part of your day? Who are you grateful for who's not at the table? A coach, a teacher, a friend. And who are you grateful for who's at the table who hasn't been thanked yet? And he said, uh, you know, at first it was, oh, dad, you're always doing this kind of stuff. He said, you know, the more we did it, it became a family tradition. And it's just a lovely way to have dinner together. It spurs meaningful conversations over and above what you used to have, which was, how was school? Fine. What did you learn? Nothing. Right. Yeah. We've all had those conversations. Yeah. One word and, answers. And, yeah. So, you know, my parting, you know, words would be, listen, um, if you lead with gratitude in the workplace, things get better. They just do. We've got all the data to prove it. And we've got the strategies that that will help you implement that. It, it's not just a better way to lead, though. It's just a better way to live. Again, that ripple effect through your family. And my favorite data point is employees and, and people at work, whether you're a leader or a team member, or whatever, that are happy and engaged at work are 150% more likely to be happy in their personal lives. So create an environment at work that's engaging and fun and productive and where you're winning and, and let them take that spirit home and share it with their families, with their partners and spouses and children and neighbors. That's, that to me is, is, is the best part of our work is that ripple effect. So lead with gratitude. Absolutely. Live with gratitude even better. Yeah, no, I love it. Live with gratitude. Love it. Thank you so much, Chester. I appreciate you taking the time to come on this show. Um, and, you know, definitely uh, keep in touch. Um, and like I said, you know, the show is, is all about spreading the awareness about what entrepreneurs are doing out there and see if we can help others or serve them in any way. And I'm sure we, we did uh, our job today with the information that you shared. Um, audience, thank you so much for attending once again. Please definitely remember to share. Um, uh, check out Chester's books. Uh, we'll have the links in the show notes, um, and especially his gratitude uh, LinkedIn newsletter. Because really, um, 
once we work on that inner world, once we work on how we feel emotionally, uh, it makes a, a tremendous difference on our productivity and the quality of productivity. And, and as in addition to like everything that Chester has shared, um, definitely something to check out his books and, and see what all this is about. And I'm sure that you're aware of all this, but the difference is by taking action. You know, when you actually take action, take the steps, and you you take in that information and you follow some strategies, you know, you start seeing results. Um, it's great to hear this information and not do anything about it. Um, but, you know, I would highly recommend um, taking some action and checking this information out. It makes a world of difference. And again, Chester, thank you so much. Thank you.